Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, provided by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Witness Lee served the Lord faithfully for more than 70 years, culminating with his exhaustive commentary on the entire scriptures called Life Study of the Bible. We're happy to bring you recorded excerpts from his ministry. At the end of the program, we'll give you the website where you can find out more about the remarkable ministry of these two men. But for now, we hope you enjoyed today's program. The book of Hebrews begins with God speaking. Speaking is the way a living person makes himself known, and without doubt we have a living God desiring to make himself known to man. This is the Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program furnished by Living Stream Ministry. We have come to the second program in our new study of Hebrews, and what a tremendous beginning we had. Ron Kangas has joined us for today's broadcast, and Ron, I think we agree that for anyone who has tended to shy away from Hebrews in the past due to its rather mysterious composition, they're in for a real treat if they continue with us for this life study. These messages are truly classics, aren't they, Ron? I appreciate the opportunity to participate in fellowship regarding the ministry on the book of Hebrews. If we read through the New Testament with care, I believe we will come to this conclusion. Hebrews is a very difficult book to understand. But in these life study messages, there is light shining, there is life flowing, opening up this book in a thorough way, in a way which is faithful to the word, accurate according to the truth, in a way that points us to the all-inclusive Christ in his heavenly ministry, and that opens the way for us to know and experience this Christ. Because these messages have such characteristics, they are classics, they're outstanding, they are landmarks in the study of Hebrews, They're a great benefit to all seeking believers because they bring us through the pure word of God opened to know and experience Christ in his heavenly ministry. Ron, it's interesting that this mysterious book opens with God speaking in a contrast of his speaking in the Old Testament dispensation with that of the New Testament dispensation. What is the primary distinction there, Ron? The writer of the epistle to the Hebrews is not identified, but the real speaker is wonderfully identified right in the beginning. And the speaker is God. In the first two verses, we see something very significant concerning God speaking. In what we would call the Old Testament age, prior to the incarnation of Christ, God spoke primarily through the prophets. 
Other portions of the New Testament confirm this. Like Peter's word in chapter 1 of his first epistle, the prophets were moved by the Spirit and spoke what they saw. But now in Hebrews, there is a tremendous dispensational change. Here we are told God is speaking in his Son. We know from John chapter 1, the Son, the eternal Son of God, is the Word. This Word expresses God, defines God, makes God known to us. So there is a great development in the opening of Hebrews because now the writer is turning us from what God did quite wonderfully in the prior age, the age of the law. Now, the writer wants all of us to realize we're in a different age. God is still speaking. He's been speaking from the time he created the universe. He's been speaking. But now, we need to realize he is speaking in his Son. Therefore, if we want to know what is God speaking in this age, we may say if we want to inwardly receive this speaking, we need to focus on the Son in whom God is now speaking. This is a great step in the divine revelation the contrast is becoming more and more vivid and clear. Formerly, God spoke through the prophets. That is over. God is now speaking in his Son. Let us open our being to hear God speaking in the Son. Thanks, Ron. Let's join Witness Lee with today's life study. The opening point of this book is the divine speaking. God has spoken. It is altogether not a small thing that God has spoken. Let us consider this way. In the universe, there is God. What would he do? First of all, Surely, before doing anything, he had to speak. Could you find another book? Just to compare with this Bible. Could you find another book? No other book. This is the book. Amen. The book among all the books. Because it bears the light. No other book enlightens people like this book. I did see not only once, more than hundred times, some bad ones, big sinners, just by reading one verse of this book, right away, saved, turned, and changed. There's no need to say overnight, just like this. By reading one verse, right away, God saved. The whole life changed. 
That is the working of the Holy Word. God has spoken. Today he is still speaking, speaking in your heart, speaking in your spirit. How do we know that our God is living? That our God is moving? That our God is working? Because He speaks. Where is God? God is in His speaking. God speaks today. Day by day, He speaks. Now, what is God speaking? God speaking. Is not only the word. God speaking is His breathing, the breathing of Himself. God speaking is just to breathe Himself out and breathe Himself in into you. Whenever He speaks to you, He gets into you. He likes to transfuse himself into us, mainly by speaking. The more he speaks to you, the more you get transfused with him. His divine element will all be imparted into you by his speaking. The more you be. In his speaking, the more you'll be infused, transfused with all his divine element. Ron, there was much to comment on in this section. Would you address the comment that Witness Lee made that God is in His speaking? This expression, "God is in His speaking," is rather mysterious. But intuitively, I believe, and intuition is a function of our spirit. It rings true. But let's consider it. How do we know that God is? How can we learn what He is? That is, what are His attributes? How can we understand what God's will is? What His purpose is? What the desire of his heart is, all this is made known by God's speaking, and when God speaks, He is in the very words that He's speaking. In other words, we may say, when we receive God's speaking in the written word and in the Spirit. Through the written word, we receive God Himself, because the word God is speaking in the Son imparts God Himself into us as our breath. All Scripture is God breathed. We can breathe in God, and the word is light. God is light. In the word, we receive God as light. The word is spirit. The word is life. The Lord Jesus said. So when we come to the word and touch the word in its essence, we touch God as life, as light, as reality, as breath. 
So this is a wonderful spiritual realization that God comes to us in his speaking. His speaking is in his Son. Therefore, God comes to us in his Son, in whom and through whom God is speaking. Let's rejoin Witness Lee for more of our life study. God's Word always brings three things to us. Number one, light. When God speaks, the light shines. With God's Word, the first element is light. Where God's Word is, there is light. No need for you to expand it. No need for you to interpret it. The light shines. The word bears light. The divine word is the best illuminary. The best light bearer. It bears light. When he speaks, he shines. We all can this. Whenever we hear his word, we are under his shine. Amen. And this shining brings us light. With light, there is the understanding. There is the seeing. There is the view. There is the vision. There is the proper knowledge. There is the proper wisdom. And there is also the proper utterance. Light includes all these good things. Secondly, the word brings you life. The word, the Lord says, that I speak is life. In the beginning was the word, in him was life. In the word was life. Within the word, life is when you touch the word, you would be all the time alive. You will be all the time made alive. Because in the word is life. Light includes a lot. Life does the same. Life includes holiness. Life includes love. Life includes humility. Life includes Kindness. Life includes patience. Life includes all the divine attributes. Life includes all the human virtues. My, no one can tell us the richness of life. All these divine attributes, all these human virtues are not belonging to our doing. To our attempting. No, no, no. All these are in life. Amen. How could we get life? We just take the word. Life comes. When life comes, every good thing is here. When life comes, you have humility. You have the beauty of a human being. God created man in his image. Surely there is the beauty. And this beauty of humanity could only be here in the divine life. 
And the divine life could only be here in the divine word. Hallelujah. When the word comes, life comes, and the beauty comes. Amen. When God speaks, life is here. And life is rich. Then the word comes. It brings us power. Light, life, and power. Ron, if God genuinely speaks, it always yields three tremendous things. His speaking brings in light, it also brings in life, and it brings in power. Say a little more about this, if you would. We have been emphasizing from the very beginning that although God once spoke through the prophets, now he speaks in his Son. And the Son is divine. He's the Son of God in the Godhead, the only begotten Son. And we know from the Gospel of John in chapter 1, he is the Word. The Word speaking forth God, expressing and defining God. So God speaking in the Son has at least a threefold impact or effect, or we may say it brings forth three matters, divine matters, of great significance. First is light, referring to John, chapter 1 again, that he is the true light. When God speaks in the Son, light is brought forth, and God himself is light. This is the true light shining. And then light brings in life, just as, to complete the cycle, life brings in light. So now the speaking of God brings in God, who is light itself. Then the third issue of this is the divine power, the power to carry out what God has spoken and is speaking in his Son. Thanks, Ron. Let's join Witness Lee for the last portion of today's life study. We all have to know that Hebrew says God speaks in two stages. He spoke to the fathers of the old, in the prophets, in many portions, all different ways to utter something have been exhausted by the Bible. Have you ever seen a book using so many different ways to express something? By a clear word, by illustration, by proverbs, by parables, by allegory, by times, all kind of ways. Now, at the last of the days, he spoke and still speaks in the sun. The sun being the word. Jesus is all together the word. In the beginning was the word, and he was the word of God. He was God speaking. The whole Jesus is the word. He's speaking mainly is to declare God, to define God, 
to express God, to reveal God to people. The more Jesus speaks, the more God is exposed. And as God is speaking, all the time conveys life to us. The Word bears life. And Jesus, as God's Word and as the divine speaking, always conveys life to us and reveals the reality through the Spirit. He is the Spirit. The speaking Jesus is the Spirit. The Son of God is the Word. When the Word voices, the Word becomes the Spirit. This proves by Revelation chapters 2 and 3. In these two chapters, you have seven epistles. At the beginning of every epistle, it says it was the Lord speaking. But at the end of every epistle, it says it was the Spirit speaking to the churches. This proves what? This proves whenever the Lord Jesus speaks, right away, He is the speaking Spirit. We have a Jesus who is the Word of God. Not only the Word of God, but also the speaking of God. And whenever He speaks, He is the speaking Spirit. The word that I speak is the Spirit and life. Here is the Spirit and here is life. Because whenever Jesus speaks, He is the Spirit. Not only so, today this Jesus as the speaking Spirit is speaking with the churches. Not only to the churches, but also with the church. The Spirit and the Bride say, at the beginning of the book of Revelation, it is the Spirit speaking to the churches. But at the end, it is the Spirit speaking with the churches. Because now, at the end, the speaking Spirit and the church have become one. Hallelujah. This is God speaking. Ron, there's a marvelous progression through the course of Scripture as to how God speaks. In the past, in the Old Testament, it was through the prophets. In the present, in the New Testament, it's in the Son. And in the future, Revelation, it is the Spirit and the Bride together that speak. Comment on this progression. Let's just go all the way back briefly to Genesis 1. God spoke, let there be light. And there was light. When God wanted something to come into being, he spoke. Then he appeared to the patriarchs like Abraham and communicated with him. He spoke through Moses, especially in the book of Deuteronomy. Moses is representing God speaking his word. Then God spoke for centuries through the prophets. They had the word directly from God. Then the age turned, because in the fullness of time, God sent forth his Son. God in the Son came to be a man through incarnation. 
And from that point on, through eternity, God has been speaking in the Son, is speaking in the Son, and will speak in the Son. God spoke in the Son directly and uniquely in the Gospels. But after the Lord's resurrection, he entered into the apostles and since then all the believers. So now Christ the Son as the Spirit is in us and God is speaking in the Son and the Son is now in us. And then corporately, the church is the organic body of Christ. We know from Ephesians and Colossians, the church is the one new man, a corporate person, produced by Christ the second man through his death and resurrection. So now Christ the Son is in the church, the church according to God, as revealed in the New Testament, not in a religious sense that might be in our concept. So God is speaking in the Son in the church. And how does Revelation end? In chapters 2 and 3, the Spirit is speaking to the churches. But in chapter 22, the Spirit and the Bride are speaking as one. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. This is the progression of our speaking God, our living, active, purposeful, faithful, loving, gracious, merciful, glorious God is speaking in the Son in the stage of incarnation. Now he's speaking in the Son in the believers and in the church. He will speak with the bride and for eternity. God will speak in the Son. This marvelous view of God speaking is directly linked to the opening of the book of Hebrews. God is speaking in his Son. When we read and study this epistle with our whole being, a clear mind, a loving heart, an exercised spirit, we will touch the Son Experience and enjoy the Son in whom God is speaking. Thanks for being here, Ron. It's good to have you. I really appreciate the chance to make a contribution to this line, this aspect of the ministry of Brother Lee. We'd like to remind our listeners to contact us. Our toll-free number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Or write to us, Living Stream Ministry, P.O. Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or send email to radio at lsm.org. We'll be back with another life study from Hebrews. For Ron Kangas, I'm Matt Miller. Thanks for listening today. you enjoyed this program. For more information on Witness Lee and Watchman Nee, please visit our website, lsm.org. Again, that's lsm.org. Thanks for listening today.